Happy 4th of July, Locked On Sooners. A little Cruton talk. A big set of commits for the Sooners, and we've got Brian Smith in the house to tell us all about this trio that has picked Oklahoma. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It is Locked On Sooners right here. Your team, the Sooners, every single day in this episode. Brought to us by FanDuel Sportsbook. Check them out, fanduel.com backslash locked on. So it's been commit season in Norman, Oklahoma. And with that, we went ahead and called in the expert. Brian Smith is with us. You can follow him on Twitter at FB Scout. That's uh, football scout at FB Scout uh, underscore Florida. Brian, uh, let's start with the big tailback. Xavier Robinson has, uh, well, he's somebody that racked up a ton of rushing yards a year ago. But uh, what do you make of Xavier Robinson joining this class for Oklahoma? If there was a fit for what kind of personality Venables is from an offensive perspective, this is the kind of kid. Downhill, physical, no nonsense, let's just go to work. And he's also huge and very athletic, which also helps. So, uh, it's good when you can keep players like this at home. Oklahoma does the majority of their work outside the Sooner State. I get that. But when you've got a really good player that's like right there, if you lose it, that hurts. You know what I mean? And they got him pretty early, and I think he's going to help them get other kids, maybe some other offensive linemen. So I, I really like Xavier a lot. Well, and one of the things Xavier Robinson said right after he committed was he's hoping that Caden Durham and Taylor Tatum are a part of this class with him. Is that is that common with recruits? I mean, do you hear recruits say that a lot, that, hey, I want this kid or that kid that's in my position group to be a part of this class too? Um, maybe at receiver. Running back, it's not as common. It's a little bit different. But those kind of guys are different players. And I think most running backs, at least most, understanding that in today's world, What's the position with the most attrition at the NFL level? Running back. You need other guys to take carries. Think about Wisconsin's running backs. How many of those guys really lasted long in the NFL? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard enough. Georgia's the same thing. Like, most of these schools have to rotate kids because you're just taking a lot of punishment. It's really hard. So, it behooves anybody, Xavier included, to have somebody like Taylor or somebody like that that's going to be running the rock, too, and you can play off of each other. Think about Oklahoma's offenses in the last 10 years. They usually had at least two running backs when they were doing that. Uh, you know, they rotated them well. Some were a little bigger, some were smaller, but they rotated, kept guys fresh. Well, and I think that's been one of the big recruiting pushes for DeMarco Murray is, hey, come here, and it's not just going to be your show. We're going to keep you fresh. And it has to help Oklahoma, I would think, Brian, on the recruiting trail to have somebody like DeMarco Murray that it's not lip service when it's DeMarco Murray talking. I mean, here's somebody that – Went and did that at Oklahoma and obviously uh, in the National Football League, too. When he tells you, hey, you want to divvy up carries, I would think it probably holds a little bit more weight than maybe others on the recruiting trail. How could it not? You know what I mean? Like I, I was around him last year a few times at different stops when he was at same high school as I was at Florida, just kind of scouting. He's a very likable guy. He's easy going. I don't think people are going to dismiss him at all just on his personality. And then you add in the NFL part. And he was at Oklahoma and he was an All-American, blah, blah, blah. He did all of it. That's got to help. So Oklahoma needs depth at running back and he can sell that he did it. And this is why you need to come here. 
if I have my state nicknames correct, we head to the land of lakes. We head to Minnesota for Wyatt Gilmore, uh, who committed to Oklahoma, edge rusher. I think he plays tight end in high school, too. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of Wyatt Gilmore and the ad here from Miguel Chavis in OU? This is a unique player. He's 240, 250. He's a kid, depending on how they want to build his body, could be what I like to call a swing player. Play five tech and probably be a strong side end. But depending on how much weight he puts on, most guys put on 25 or more, at least on passing downs, he could play some inside too. I wouldn't be shocked if he was 280 at Oklahoma and ended up being a three tech. These strength and conditioning programs do not take them for granted. Some guys gain 50, 60 pounds. So who knows? But at the same time, let's start him out at edge, kind of see where it goes. And here's the thing people need to know. He plays 100 mile an hour. And that, again, if you're going to define the head coach at Oklahoma, that pretty much fits the bill. Uh, those are the kind of kids that he won with at Clemson. And that's why his defense was revered. So Oklahoma wants to get to that. Really good pickup for the Sooners. So I've heard, Brian, yourself and others say just that, that Wyatt Gilmore is somebody that I think he's added 20 or some odd pounds uh, in pretty short order here. And, you know, the weight that he added on hasn't lost the agility, the explosiveness, et cetera, et cetera. And so one of the common threads was, okay, well, maybe this is somebody that could move inside. So would you say, okay, here's somebody in Wyatt Gilmore that, you know, you look at 24-7 sports or you look at Rivals or On3 or ESPN, wherever, it seems like it's a consensus, okay, here's an edge rusher or a defensive end type, and yet we're hearing those types of points that you made, Brian, which is, who knows, maybe he could he could slide inside a little bit. What are you looking for and what traits do you see in Gilmore where you say, okay, yeah, he could maybe slide inside a little bit? The frame. Can you honestly look at a guy if you stand there in front of him and say, okay, the hips are wide enough, the shoulders, et cetera, that not only you gain the weight, that it's not uncomfortable. Some guys put on too much weight and they get bogged down, even if they're just all muscle. You have to be able to bend and you have to be able to be explosive. And the NFL combine, is that's why they do all those weird drills in a bunch of stretchy clothing. They want to see how these kids can move in space. I think he can play strong side end, at least for now. But once you get up over 270, there aren't a lot of guys that are going to play five technique and be true pass rushers. He'd have to prove it. But then again, if you put him in front of an offensive guard on third and seven, how many of those guys are going to take on a 275 guy, maybe 280? Then it's his advantage. So it'll play itself out. But, yeah, you're looking at the frame. How much weight can they actually hold? Speaking of a frame that Oklahoma fans, I think, are going to be excited about in the wide receiver (laughs) room, (laughs) Ivan Carrion, who was committed to Texas Tech. Oklahoma works a flip here. What uh, should Sooner fans know about Ivan Carrion? If you don't like big receivers, you can turn this podcast off right now, at least, because this is he's humongous, man. Uh, he when he when he first came out of the field, the first clip I watched, I said, I'm from Indiana originally. I said, oh, that's a wing forward. Yeah, and he's a guy that you throw alley-oops to. And that's pretty much what Odessa High School did. There were some poor kids out there getting dunked on, but on a football field, he's just too big. Uh, West Texas doesn't have the same kind of talent that you're talking about for some other areas. And, it was embarrassing how much he was dominating, but he also has good feet in space uh, with a six, six frame made some guys miss and was very smooth in his routes. I can see why Oklahoma wanted him. He is the traditional boundary receiver in the spread. Somebody's going to be locked up with him one-on-one. And when Oklahoma gets in the red zone, it's almost like having an extra tight end. 
Well, and now with carry on, what do you make of Oklahoma's wide receiver group so far? You got Zion Kearney in that wide receiver group. Obviously, you, you've got carry on there, and then KJ Daniels and Dozy Ezukama. Uh, so already four commits in the wide receiver room for Oklahoma. What do you make of that group for for the Sooners? Well, it's good enough to be your starting group. And I mean, if somebody wanted to come back around that they recruited earlier, committed somewhere else, a certain kid committed to Clemson in particular, everybody's still mad about that or Oklahoma. I mean, you take those kind of kids regardless. West Coast wants to come, you have to take it. But otherwise, you're good. I mean, you have guys that fit each part of the offense, and that's all you can ask for. Then it's on the Oklahoma coaches and those individual players to go and get get crazy with the weight room, the training, and just learning the film, et cetera. It's, it's just about work. So I think, you know, myself included, we don't really understand, okay, what the heck's going on in the dead period. So I want to get some of your thoughts sure. on that. What What is going on this month? Not just at Oklahoma, but just the recruiting sphere in general where there's no unofficial visits, no official visits. So what exactly is, is happening in this time? But first, let me tell you, FanDuel Sportsbook is the place to be. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on where you can take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball. FanDuel, get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets. That's up to $200. So that's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 back in bonus bets. Win or lose. I like that. That's a winning wager right there. Win or lose. I'm getting money back. 200 that you could spend on money line, over-unders, you name it. And it's all available on their app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Check them out today, fanduel.com backslash locked on to get that $200 in a bonus bets. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. So uh, what can you tell us, Brian, about the, the dead period? L like I said, I mean, I'm curious about this too because we hear, you know, for casuals like myself, we hear that term dead period, right? Like, well, we know that there's not this or that going on, but obviously recruiting doesn't stop, so – what is sort of the – what's the focus for a lot of coaches and uh, recruiting departments right now? They just got to stay on top of their guys. There are a bunch of kids that have set up their commitment dates. That's easy. You're going to recruit them, and even if you don't get them, you're like, you know, Wesco, you're still recruiting that kid. But you also have to make sure as these coaches go on the road to go on vacation, because this is the month, in case you were wondering, there's a little window. It's not very big, brother that you go, you still need a few guys in the office. Every school does it in July. Everybody does it a little differently. You still have to communicate because you never know when something's going to happen, good or bad. Um, that's that's the crux of it. It's the time where coaches go sneak off and hope their wife doesn't throw a rock at them because they're talking to a recruiter. Like literally, there's a, these things get ugly. Um, uh, family life kind of interferes a little bit with recruiting and vice versa. So you have to do it. They're, recruiting never ends, even on Christmas Day, like, it's just part of the deal. So college football coaches have to find a way to communicate with kids with emails, et cetera, et cetera, whatever they got to do. So I wouldn't think that that would be any different at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's offensive line. Uh, where, where are we at with it? I know uh, there's some that feel like Casey Poe may be going a different direction from Oklahoma. Uh, Grant Bricks, there's some that feel maybe going a different direction for Oklahoma. Let's start with the positives, though, or, or maybe if, if there's negatives, no, we'll, we'll, we'll reverse it. We'll, we'll get the bad out of the way, and then we can talk about some of the good. What do you think or what are you hearing about Grant Bricks and his recruitment, and uh, what about Poe's recruitment? Bricks is one of the most difficult kids in the country to read. I've talked to people that cover different schools, like Iowa wanted him desperately. He's from Iowa, and this is an elite player. They got no traction with him. 
and he's a kid that just doesn't really do many interviews. So the school, and this is so random to me, that's allegedly trending is Kansas State. I, you know, I, I don't know the kid, but I just report what I've been told. Um, but at one point I was told Iowa, then they were, then they were not even a factor. So how much do I believe? But I do know Bedenbaugh is a guy that's going to, you know, he's got an incredible, incredible track record. I think he's the best line coach in the country. I'd be surprised regardless of where kids commit now, if something didn't come back around, whether it's one of these guys we're talking about right now with him or Poe or somebody else, it's just not that hard to sell his NFL pedigree. I wouldn't think, um, but Poe, I've heard Alabama. Uh, I'm sure you've probably heard some of that too, but it, I, I get out. I mean, if you're going to lose a kid, you're losing to Alabama. It's kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. But they have to win some of these battles if they're going to beat them too, because they're going to the SEC. They've got to get some of these elite offensive linemen. And I don't know why suddenly it's changed. I don't, I don't know what it is. I was hoping you were going to tell me actually. Well, Marcus Easley is another name that's on that Oklahoma recruiting board, and July 8th is uh, is the date there. And it sounds like, again, that's another recruit, Brian, that's not going OU's direction. Oklahoma is going to lose him. He's probably going to pick Georgia. So so you've got that. And, and just to the point that you made about coming back around in the recruiting cycle if you're OU. I have to. And, and with and with Bedenboe and his track record, I said it the other day, I mean, isn't it almost – if you're not trending right now for Oklahoma for some of these offensive line recruits, I mean, is is Bill Beanbo really going to go 0 for 12 on all of these top targets? Or at some point, doesn't somebody look at a situation and say, well, wait a second, there's blue blood Oklahoma, and oh, by the way, I'll be the top priority now in this class because everybody else said no. I was thinking the same. You took the words right out of my mouth. Think about it. You can look it up, like on the guys that he's put in the National Football League. And it's not like they aren't crazy about football in the Sooner State. You know, you've got all the things that you would want. They're going to the SEC, so you're going to be tested. And they've missed on some other guys, so I got a chance to be the guy in this class. Like, those are all positives. So how hard can this be? And it's the question of which one is it, though. They need a domino to fall their way. I'm a little nervous right now because I don't understand what it is. Um, Something's very odd to me. But they need to get one of these offensive linemen committed that everybody wants, a big dog. Well, and they've got, I guess, again – if we go with some positives, uh, Isaiah Autry, we've talked about uh, in the past, yeah. but just uh, to uh, to cleanse the palate for Oklahoma fans, they're a little nervy about what's going on with the offensive line recruiting right now. They do have an offensive tackle committed in this class. Yeah, in he's, Isaiah a Autry. he's a good player, but offensive line is about numbers, brother. We both know the hit rated O-line is all over the map. It is really hard to project kids. It's the, maybe the most difficult spot. So you want numbers. And that's right now not in Oklahoma's favor. Uh, they got one. So they need three at least in every class and, and preferably four. And it would be it would be remiss if uh, I didn't ask you about the two big defensive line targets before we call it a happy 4th of July. So David Stone, Williams, Winnering, what is the latest for each? Uh, Winnery, I've heard really good things about Oklahoma here recently. Georgia is probably the team closest, but the most interesting school with him, for me at least, and this is just my theory, is Oregon because they've got a visit in the fall. Dan Lanning is from Kansas City. He knows that area. They're recruiting really hard. I also think that they're going to get Elijah rushing, which, I mean, if you put one area with rushing, that would be insane. But he loves coaching defense and getting after defensive guys, so put them on the asterisk for now. 
as of today, Georgia or Oklahoma. And as Stone, barring something unforeseen, all the things that I've heard from multiple people in the last month says Oklahoma. I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard of anybody pick Oklahoma or anybody but Oklahoma for him. Out of all my friends in the recruiting, not one person. So that's that's a lot of smoke, brother. Yeah, that's I mean, that's obviously good news. Uh, oh, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. No, no, that's that's great. And that's what Oklahoma fans wanted to hear. Uh, so 34th nationally right now in this 24 seven sports uh, ranking. I mean, with Stone and Winery, that that 11 commits for those that are keeping track at home. 13 if you mix in down the road, Stone and Winery, but just those two guys. I mean, what does that do to this class for Oklahoma if and when those two are a part of it? They conquer all three of the key parts of recruiting when you look at a class. Impact, need, and they're also players at positions that just change the game. They're freaking defensive linemen, man. There's a reason that Georgia and Alabama win games. I tell people this all the time. They get really mad. There's just There's no shortcut here. On offense, you can scheme yourself into a great offense. That's fantastic. Defensive games are won in recruiting. It's just true. There is no shortcut. Either you get the dudes, and look at the guys that Kirby and Nick have gotten in the last 10 years. It's why they're winning, especially in the front seven. Their guys are just better than everybody else's. That's why they keep going to the playoffs. To beat them, you got to get the kids they want. That's it. Brian, uh, I direct everybody to, to follow you, taking all the content. Of course, he's all over the Locked On Network, but on Twitter, <laughs> at FBScout underscore Florida. Before we get you out of here, a little bit of a curveball for you. Fourth of July, the holiday depth chart. Where is it for you? I know that you've made the unusual decision to work today like myself, but uh, do you get to spend time with family, and where where is this one on the holiday depth chart for you? It's my favorite overall holiday because it's, you know, it's the birth of our country. Um, please don't take this holiday lightly, even if you're not going to go out and celebrate. Take five minutes and think about it. We live in a very unique society. Obviously, politically right now, our country is divided as it can get. But at the same time, it's still a heck of a lot better than 99.9% of the places on planet Earth. So um, I've got a few things planned with some people, but nothing special. Just, just happy that I'm in a free country, and uh, I, I'm really appreciative. Well, Brian, we are very, uh, we're appreciative of that as well uh, also, but we're appreciative of your time and wishing you a very happy 4th of July. And that's going to do it. Uh, bringing the heat, bringing the recruiting heat for you. David Stone, Williams, Winery, you heard it. Trending for Oklahoma, which that'll make everybody have a very happy holiday. <laughs> that's right. That's All right. right. Well, that's going to do it, Brian. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll catch up uh, again very, very soon. And until next time, boomer sooner, everybody. <laughs>